So we've got major news to talk about today, and news that news that you can use uh, about Trump, of course, and his alleged racist tweets and Pelosi's response to them, and the squad's response to them. The squad being Ilan Omar, um, Presley, this woman. Do you really have to um, say their names? Do they really Alexander Ocasio Cortez, and there's a fourth one. Who was that? Um, Talib. Talib. Yeah. So these these. Anyway, that that's one thing. And then the second thing, and where I want to start with, is the PragerU testimony on the Hill, uh, and the Senate House in particular, in front of Ted Cruz. They were talking about censorship by these big tech companies. Now, it's not as sexy as a lot of the stuff that's going on, but it's far more significant than what you hear from the squad. But it turns out, <laughs> upon hearing this congressional testimony, the Senate uh, testimony, actually, that it was so explosive that it's worth talking about and and how dynamic the story is becoming. All right, so what's going on? So first of all, you know that PragerU is being censored, uh, being restricted in particular, in terms of many of their videos. About a third of their videos are being restricted in one form or, or another um, on the grounds that uh, you know somehow the Google algorithm, the YouTube algorithm, is telling uh, you know YouTube that there's too much sex or violence or otherwise is uh, defamatory and uh, full of hate speech. They're calling PragerU educational videos adult content. Right. In order to restrict their access among the young. Right. Basically. Exactly. They don't they don't specifically ban them but nevertheless restrict it so that no one can see uh, you know who has a filtering mechanism in their house or in any schools or libraries. So that's that's bad. Or you have to log in and tell Google you're 18 years old and the whole bit. You know, it's like going. They're basically calling PragerU videos R-rated movies. That that's a good way of putting it. So, uh, and that, that's really challenging. That's part of the reason why we say, look, these guys are restricting us, and there's a whole bunch of legal causes of action that flow from that. I'm involved in the PragerU lawsuit against Google and YouTube. Uh, I can't talk too much more about it, but I can discuss uh, the fact that this involves First Amendment issues, of course, and what is publicly already uh, available on the record. So there are causes of action and claims, legal claims for not only uh, violations of the First Amendment, but also breach of contract and, and related causes of action. Okay, so, so Dennis Prager was invited among, let's say, four other, I think, yeah, four other uh, uh, people to testify about the circumstances of what's going on, including a woman, a doctor, uh, some sort of doctor statistician, so not a real doctor doctor, uh, who proclaims that everything that's going on is just very fine, no problem, uh, and that what appears to be restricting or throttling or otherwise uh, is just a function of the user's own preferences, don't you know? So that if you are typing in something, let's say, about skiing, because you love skiing, you're going to get a lot more information about skiing and a lot less about, say, uh, uh, ballet. Okay, you're, They assume you're not interested in ballet. And what's the whoop with that? No big deal, she says. Okay, of course, that does not explain whatsoever the fact that they're actively throttling and minimizing uh, and, and restricting these videos. On, on what grounds? How could it possibly be that by typing in certain search engine uh, queries that you're telling Google, please restrict PragerU videos from me because I, I, my, my, my heart is so fragile. It doesn't make any sense at all. So, so she was quickly quashed. 
and Dennis Prager brought up a very, uh, he, he made a very powerful speech, a five-minute speech. He talked about his own background, and then he talked about, you know, how he f- was concerned about the First Amendment here and how tech giants are really changing things. And then, and then, Ari, something very interesting happened. Another doctor, a statistician, who was a Democrat, mind you, a, a Hillary Clinton-loving and supporting Democrat, Okay, not just somebody who says it in name. He was he he walked the walk and talked the talk. So certainly not somebody who would be in our camp, let's say. He goes and he says, listen, I've done some research on this, and I want you to know very clearly that we now know that Google, through its manipulations of search queries and otherwise, um, impacted and changed, added twelve, at least twelve point four million votes to Hillary, Hillary's side in the 2016 election, and up to 10.5... I mean, two points some odd million, up to 10 points some odd million. Exactly right. In that window, somewhere in there. Yeah, and it's almost certainly somewhere in there. But it's at least, at the very least, they're 100% sure that it's at least 2.4 million votes that were affected. So there goes this the is the popular power. Vote. There goes the popular vote, right? So because she only won, she only won the popular vote, you know, officially by something like a little less than two million votes, or maybe it was two point seven. I forget. It's either one point seven or two point seven. But you get the idea. It's really bad. So, so you think to yourself, well, why didn't? And and he said, uh, all Mark Zuckerberg has to do vis-a-vis Facebook, for example, is to find out whoever is a Democrat. They, they know exactly who's a Democrat, who's not. It's very easy to tell. And simply tell them, and them only, go vote. That day. That day. And by doing so, he would get easily 450000 in one state alone. Uh, I believe that was Texas. And, uh, and he just showed the power of these manipulations, how you can easily filter out based upon what you know about your your minions. If your minions are Democrats, you know, and you want to limit only to that, great. In fact, if you want to limit it to Democrats who are um, between the ages of 18 and 35, boom, you've got that too. Or 18 and 30 for that matter, boom, you've got that. So this is what the manipulation is. And then, so he says, he, he asks rhetorically, uh, so why didn't this happen before? Why why didn't they do this before? Because he explained this Robert Epstein, this doctor, because they all felt all these tech giants felt that Hillary's nomination, or sorry, her election, was in the bag. There was no problem whatsoever. So she, they didn't have to be as animated and and energized as about censorious. it. About stopping the other side from as what up. censorious censorious yes cens- using censorship. But I would also make the point that I would otherwise say that the word of the day is censorious. This is important. Oh, I'm, I'm breathing now, so this is important. <laughs> yeah, because if you go back to 2008, they were doing it in 2008. They did it in 2012 in support of Obama both times. But they didn't need to censor the other side. They just rallied their troops. Only when they lost. Did they right. suddenly do the major clampdown using censorship? All right. So this doctor's major point, however, and and again, just to remind you, he is a Hillary Clinton supporting Democrat. He he voted for her, he campaigned for her, whatever it was. But so he, he should be okay with this. Yeah. So so he's got the bona fides to. He's, he's not he's not just a partisan, right? He's seeking the truth, and he's very uh, you know uh, very supportive of this. He, now he. He says, look, I wanted her to win, but I want her to win fair and square. Not, I don't want to cheat. 
I don't. I never want to cheat. I, and he didn't say this, but he more or less he had said, "Look, I I feel like an athlete who was doing a hundred meter run, a race, and uh, they I find out that they drugged my opponent the night before so that he can't run very fast or whatever, or uh, and and that's the reason why I won. I don't want to win that way. So that's more or less was his tone. Anyway, so he goes further about this and he says that." Listen, I want you to know, in 2020, now that President Trump has been president for three or so years, uh, they are going to go after him full throttle. They are not going to, as, as you say, uh, you know, check themselves one way or the other about uh, the, their, their energy to stop this man. They will stop this man. And he said, we need to do something now. It was really fascinating what he did. Okay. So he explains this, and it is powerful testimony. And all of a sudden, something strange happens. If you were watching this on Fox News, because they had a feed from C-SPAN, or on Breitbart, which also had a feed from C-SPAN, you would notice that suddenly the screen went dark. Boom. No more information from you. They cut this guy off. They were just too concerned. And, and obviously, the damage had been done. Now, fortunately for myself, I happened to very quickly be able to get back to the C-SPAN version of it, and I saw the rest of it. But the, the, the uh, bomb throwing, as it were, had already been done. The, the, one, the, the things I just described to you, that was the major um, fodder that, that we just did not expect to see. And boom, there it was. So, uh, And, you know, it's, it, it's, and it's, it's an important point to note that uh, across the nation... There are fewer people watching C-SPAN than CNN, so there's oh, yeah, so there's probably only twelve people who saw it in that form. Right. No, C-SPAN is, is not. Of them were it's not at all people. Not not at all an outlet that people normally use. But I, I happen to be able to find it. So yeah. uh, and, and and seriously, just like you said, everything was done through Fox, you know, initially, and only to find that it was totally blasted. So I don't know where it was blasted. Maybe elsewhere. But something happened. Now, yeah, Lachlan Murdoch threw the switch, right? <laughs> Listen, it off. I mean, I do think it was nefarious, but, you know, arguably, there's, a, I would say, 10% chance that it was just truly a quinky dinky that they shut off the feed, you know, after this incredible bombshell of information and testimony. That, that's possible. I don't, I don't think it's likely. Yeah, and, so, and what's the, the bombshell here, the translation, the direct translation is, it's a massive Federal Election Commission violation to flood that much biased material into a population of, of potential viewers without either disclosures or any opportunity for the other side to counter the message. Yeah. Because if you just go in and you buy it, it, dark money included, you know, in the uh, – in the Citizens United case, liberals love to say, well, dark money, dark money. Even dark money, if you buy a commercial as a, as a uh, super PAC or something, you have to disclose who you are and what your, what your point of view well, on an, an issue is. And whenever there's a, uh, a commercial for a candidate, this commercial was paid for you by this campaign committee, blah, 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 blah. All right. So here, so it just goes to, to the most basic federal election law of disclosures and, you know, Having a, a paper trail of when the public is influenced yes. by a set of ideas by a media entity, that this is not how you do it. But, but, okay, that, but that's a separate issue. I'm talking about the fact that just the, the frightful irony. 
I, I guess that's the best. I, I was going to say delicious irony, but it's not delicious. The frightful irony that they are literally talking on the Hill in a Senate testimony about big tech censoring uh, information on the grounds that they're, they're afraid of it or whatever. They have a partisan uh, take on it. And then while they're talking about that, they are censoring it. That's the, that's the amazing thing. Yes. They're, they're, they're censoring the discussion about censoring. Unbelievably ironic, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's the Democratic Party for you, the uh, party uh, of irony. No, 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 Nazi Party. We're not going to call them what they are. That's what the Nazis do. That's what they are. Well, Listen, uh, why not just call them what they are? Uh, look, uh, there are, there's a lot of similarities uh, in terms of what the Nazi Party did, and what the Democratic Party today is doing, and of course not no not with concentration camps or anything, but this notion of slowly undermining democracy is exactly what, what the Hitler camp did, right? I mean, and, and then eventually taking over powers, and they, they abused the private system in order to, to do the bidding of the Nazis, uh, and slowly uh, changing the, the, the minds of everyone, for, in other words, to justify authoritarian rule. That's what right. they did. And, and it, it goes, I think, a very important point is Nazis didn't come to power by saying, we're Nazis, we're going to kill them Jews, oh! We're bad. Right, yeah. No, they said, not. this is for our own good. We have to care. We have to do something. There's a crisis here. Right. We actually, we must do something now. How often do you hear that from right. the Democrats? Right. And by the way, I disagree with you about that whole concentration death camp thing. Planned Parenthood clinics. Planned Parenthood clinics. Planned Parenthood clinics. <laughs> All right. So right? anyway. So the point is they are. Okay. Right. Well, there's also, but the, the Nazis also engaged in forced abortions, too, and encouraged abortions dramatically. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different things, but we're not talking about that right now. So let's just hang on for a second. We're talking about how they want to censor. And in that sense, it is very much like what the Nazis did. Obviously, the Nazis want to censor information as much as possible. But, and I always say this, Ari, the, the Democrats, more particularly the socialist wing of the Democratic Party, they are not interested in democracy. The democracy is simply an annoyance, an obstacle over which they must you know, proceed, in other words, in order to get their agenda across. So democracy is wonderful so long as people vote for their agenda. If people don't vote for their agenda, then there's something wrong with democracy, right? That's right. Hence this, this you know, internally contradicting phrase, democratic socialism. That, that it doesn't it doesn't work, you know. So and, and despite AOC yeah, or, trying to claim or that let it did, every that vote does. be counted. Yeah, but what about the legal ones, the illegal ones? Right. Every vote. Every what vote about the fraudulent ones. Every vote. What yeah. about voter ID? That's racist. Every vote counts. And this is an example of it. You're, so on the one hand, go, the Google, Facebook entities are censoring information of those who may vote not to their liking. On the other hand. When it comes time for an election, they put out a message to all the idiots out there who know nothing about nothing and tell them to go vote yeah. this way. Right. And then they hope that that number overwhelms the thinking people, us. Yeah. It is fascinating. Uh, you know, they think that they control information. It's, this is not new. Uh, from Google's perspective, from you know ABC News, NBC, CBS, and all those guys, it's really fascinating how, despite their efforts to minimize the voting of uh, Republicans and to sway the votes and otherwise to censor information and such, that we still have a Republican president. And you know, it only goes to show, in my my opinion, that uh, Trump would have won by far more uh, had it really been done yeah. the correct way. You know, with with fraud at a minimum, 
um, and that people were required to, for example, show their IDs, uh, where you know ballot boxes weren't counted, uh, that just kind of came out of people's car trunks and such, we would have been even more of a, a great victory. And I, I think that's the sentiment of America right now. So look, the good news is, I mean, the bad news is, like we just discussed, is that in 2020, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, um, and all the bad guys at, at Google are going to throw all of their weight into playing the algorithm game and doing whatever they can in order to manipulate the votes, just like they did in 2016. And they'll do it in an even more sophisticated way for 2020 with, 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 with much more piss and vi vinegar um, in, in their efforts to do so. They're going to be really alert this time because they got to get rid of this Trump guy. They can't have another Trump situation, uh, according to Google. Remember that? Yeah, and that's why they've eliminated the quasi-conservative celebrities like Gavin McInnes, Steve Crowder, Milo, you know, Lauren Southern. I mean, Laura Loomer. They go after all these people who, uh, my friend Owen Benjamin, every one of them they've taken out, and all these people had large followings yeah. to remove their influence. Yeah, but, so, so wait, 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 hang on. Yeah. Hang on. So what I'm saying is— This is important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there goes R again, Martin. making sure that I lose my train of thought. All right. So, you, 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 but you do have you know this effort, this this all-out effort that's going to happen now, and they're doing it much more methodically. They can't have this uh, an additional Trump situation happening on the now. The good news for us, the good news is that far more people will be voting for Trump and have noticed what Trump has been doing and have uh, you know, high-fived each other's and given a lot of attaboys to Trump because just like you and I, I mean, you, you didn't even vote for Trump. Uh, you didn't vote for anybody in, in the election in 2016 and you were reluctant about him only to be really pleased about his results. Um, I, I voted for him only because I just couldn't stand the idea of Hillary Clinton. This It was clearly a vote against Hillary Clinton, uh, but I, I didn't want her in the in the White House. Yeah, but we but like a lot of people who didn't vote at all or weren't involved in yeah. this, we've benefited greatly from the philosophies and policy positions. Sure. The same way a huge number of people out there will have benefited from their increased uh, pay, salary, jobs, prosperity. All those things safety, are great. All those things are absolutely great. And you know, you and I are so enthusiastic about what Trump has done. We are thrilled by it. We were, you know, I, I imagine, you know. We'll do the uh, the electronic equivalent of knocking on people's doors and, and doing what we can to get the vote out for the Republicans and speaking our mind and, and obviously this podcast and otherwise. But uh, that is a powerful force, and I think that Google will still have a lot of work on its hands. Um, had they been as vigilant as they now wish they were back in 2016, Hillary Clinton might very well have been in the White House. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, no, no, you, you, you didn't listen to the testimony. No, I'm did. telling you. No, no, I'm telling you. This guy, uh, Epstein, made it very clear. He said all they need to do is X. They didn't do it because they weren't worried about Clinton losing her bid. Are you sure that part of it, though, is that in 2008 and 2012, when they had a guy they were really enthusiastic for throughout the whole organization? Because Google has a lot of Antifa Bernie bro people who work in the vertical of their different, you know, subsidiaries. There's a lot of hand-waving going on that right there now. There might have been a lot of people who were not 
Hillary fans who weren't putting the full effort into the promotion that they might have did for Obama or if if the Bernie was I, I, the... I don't know. That's a decade ago, and it, everything has changed since. I'm simply saying to you that unlike, uh, you know, when, when they are pushing uh, and they want to fight this guy named Donald J. Trump... Um, this is a really major threat to them. They, you know, it, it, this is far more agitated and animated than it was when W was president. Far more. I mean, it was, are you sure? Because I remember it was pretty the, bad. The derangement was, syndrome under Dub. It was very bad with Dub. I get that. But, Hitler, blood for oil. You but know. I, I understand that. But Trump is uh, far, far worse. He he is sui generis. He is he's in his own category. Right, they, they are the Trump derangement syndrome is a really real disease. Okay, that's it's a big problem. Please, if you don't get help at Charter, get help somewhere. <laughs> anyway, is that a drug rehab? Uh, yes, exactly. Well, it, it, you know, they're obviously under some sort well, of influence. Well, drug rehabs aren't insane asylums. They're just for someone who likes, you know, a yeah. drug of choice. Oh, I see. That's very cute. You yeah. know, it's not Bellevue. All right. So <laughs> Trump does his I thing. have a drug problem. I'm not insane. You know? <laughs> I have right. a disease of the soul. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I might be a little All right. crazy. Oh, we, we got this. this. Important. We got it. We got it. But, but one thing I'll... Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. So the, the, they are going to go all out about this. So we have to be prepared for that. The, the Republicans really have to be prepared for this. And... We have to assume they are going to cheat so big time, so, <laughs> right? I mean, it's true. And, and so um, we have to be in the polls. We have to make sure no games are being played. Ballot uh, harvesting in Ballot California. harvesting. I mean, yeah. it's legal, unfortunately. But we have to do our, our own ballot yeah, harvesting. Do it too. That's the way it is. So, yeah. uh, and, and if it's legal here, then we've we got to do it. We've got to fight their own, uh, their own fight. And likewise, we have to be vigilant about... I mean, it's one thing if, you know, all the votes are being counted and such, but if Google's manipulating things such that they are only favoring one party versus the other, you know, i.e. I. the Democrat Party, then we've got a big problem on our hands. So we've got to fight and we've got to do what we can to get this legislation out and to do it now. It's a big deal. Well, I don't know if this is legislation. This is, see, this is my issue with like, and I think Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and those people make a good solid point about the section 320 of the communications act yeah but i don't think that's the way it needs to be done i think this is a simple regulatory issue the federal elections commission can go after these companies for campaign violations on this on the one hand and trump can order the securities exchange commission i've talked about this with before it's very simple if you're a public company you have a fiduciary duty to the united states of america to follow the in general, our laws, including the First Amendment, if you fail to do so, very simple, suspend their stock from trading on any public exchange. Well, that would be very suspend good. Suspend it. No. Boom. You want to see them not censor? One day of that, which will essentially take their stock price from $700 a share to zero, they will stop censoring. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Uh, you know, one of the the topics has been to bust them up the you know vis a vis an antitrust pursuit, and yeah, I that doesn't I, work either because then you just have multiple companies run by multiple leftists, I, right? I look, uh, okay, you're, yeah. please let me get through. This is important. <laughs> this is what. Let, Go ahead. This is this is my my mantra on this. I don't believe in the antitrust laws. I I think I think it's anti-American actually, anti-competitive. So. 
you know, so what's my problem then, you know, you would think vis-a-vis -vis Google. No, it's, it's very simple. You, you shouldn't penalize somebody merely because they are big. The fact that a company is big and therefore is prone to corruption, and that's why we got to break them up, that's like saying, well, I think this guy is really angry and he might murder somebody, so I'm going to lock him up. Okay, he didn't do anything yet, okay? So... You know, I, I may hate uh, certain people, whatever it is, and I, I maybe I'll, even on the podcast say something. Sorry, yeah, you in particular. Uh, but that doesn't mean you get to lock me up. Like, what is it, pre-crime in that movie uh, Minority, Minority Report? It's, it's, that's not what this country is all about. So, so the fact that you're a big company is not justification enough to break you up. What is justification to break you up is when you engage, when you show that you are abusing the size of your company. Yeah, then you ought to be broken up. It's as simple as that. So you behave very badly. You've uh, you've abused your power, and now we are taking action because you've abused your power. That's the way it is. And and Google certainly has done that. You know, it's it's so interesting. They, they it's it's like the all those nefarious uh, companies where they. It reminds me of Breaking Bad, right? Los Los Pollos Hermanos, right? Which is, in fact, a, just a, a cover for a huge drug ring. Yeah, the Madrigal Company and then the drug right. element. Right, and the cartels there. and everything yeah. else. So, look, and, they, and they, they hide behind a pristine, you know, very cute, you know, clucky, clucky sort of chicken, <laughs> you know, restaurant chain. But, in fact, they're very nefarious. And that's the same thing with Google. Google, what was its mantra? Do no evil, right? Right. Or something like that. And now they, they change their mantra to do the right thing. Okay, that's really cute. Well, therefore, if they say, if their mantras do the right thing, they must be good people. I mean, it's so insane. It's so stupid. Hitler said that, that uh, he's, he's, you know, doing the right thing by Germany and he's going to, you know, get rid of evil people. And that's a good thing. So, I mean, people say these things all, yeah, all the time. Yeah, Stalin had my very favorite one. We will help you cleanse your soul with the glory of labor. <laughs> when he sent people to the gulags, no, right? But, 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 but I, I, is that gorgeous? I, I mean, look, you're right about that, but I'm simply saying that every every country that is evil is going to pronounce themselves to be good, right? It's right? what they do, right? I mean, even the even North Korea says that it's the the democratic country. It's we know that it's yeah. not democratic, and but nevertheless they call them that's their name. And uh, anyway, it's. The, the, the Union of Soviet Social Republics. It's not a republic. Right, it's not a union. It's not a republic. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a one man controls all dictatorships. Yes, of course. It's it's absurd. <laughs> so people will. So don't be impressed with that, right? So and in fact, anytime they have this this uh, a mantra that it seems too good to be true, that you know that something they're hiding something behind it, right? Anyway, Google is uh, it's it's bad. It's just it's doing bad things. And it may have to be broken up because it's doing bad things. Yeah, or they have, they have shown that they have abused their uh, their power. Yeah, but let me ask you something about this breakup philosophy. When the big tobacco companies, and I'm no fan of Henry Waxman, but look, the cigarettes were killing people, okay? And they were lying to us saying it's health food. Get right. your vitamin C from orange juice and smoke a Stokey and you'll be fine, right? right. And yeah, some little old ladies live to 130 smoking four packs a day. It does happen right. once in a while, but that is not what a, a rule make, right? Right. So the point is when they found them falsifying the result and lying to the public, uh, they sanctioned them heavily, but they didn't break them up. Now, they made them, I believe they made a horrible mistake, which is they made rules and regulations that only the big tobacco companies could comply with. 
that, so if you and I want to start our, our Barack and Ari cigarette company, we can't comply with the regulations to sell our cigarettes. Right. No. And, and that's what will happen. Well, you not know, only that, not only that, but they also limited the cigarette company's advertising uh, forums to magazines. So what that meant, of course, was that they, they all said thank you very much because they leveled the playing field for all the other cigarette companies. And instead of you know advertising on TV, which I understand you don't want to do it for you know for the sake of little kids, but uh, so that's wildly expensive. Now they told them to only advertise in magazines. Well, now we've got they, they limited their budget in such a nice way. Their costs were uh, substantially reduced, and now they were able to dramatically improve their margin. Right, but what they didn't see coming is a day where there was more than three big networks so that if you and I start a cigarette company, we can't just lo- uh, advertise locally here in L.A. Right. L.A. Angel City Cigarettes. They'll put you in heaven, right? A great right. ad, yeah, right? exactly right. But we can't do that. We have to buy X number of print ads, and we can't compete. You know? We can't so, compete. So the point is, it's like, it's, you made a great point. It's not the size, it's the conduct. And the penalty of breakup is not the penalty... It's the penalty they want. Right. Understand? They can work with that. It's it's the penalty that I'm saying. Suspend their trading. Right? I, Force I get them it. back to basically I, being a private company. I, they've and, abused their public trading status. I get right. that. All right. So I want to move on now to a different topic, which is about this these allegedly racist tweets by Trump saying to this squad – uh, I mean, you probably know the quote better than I do, Ari, but basically saying to this squad, listen, you, you guys are so hate-filled. You hate America, apparently. You hate Israel. You, you hate just so many things about the, the, our, our republic. You know, why don't you go back to your countries and fix them? No, no, he didn't say that. Let's, right, let's, just, let's just stop that right there because we don't need our audience even being co-opted by their talking point. Good point. Okay? Good point. And, and no, they were I'm not... I'm saying that's they what were they're not, saying. No, no, no. We don't even quote that. All right. Okay? You don't. To have the high ground on this, you have to say, Trump tweeted something brilliant, and they got upset about it. What did he say? He said, if you guys have such great ideas with the socialism nonsense, go back to your communities... Implement it there and then come back and show us it worked. And then we'll consider it. He never said go back to Africa, which is what the media basically saying he right, said. Right. Did not. And those who do say, hey, they should all go back to Africa, very rarely, if ever, oh no, no, never follow it up with, hey, and after you go back from Africa, can you come back here? Right. They never say that. So the point is, don't even insinuate that the tweets were racist. They weren't. Not at all. Now, the media and the Democrats say everything Trump does is racist. He took a, you know, made a duty in the toilet. Racist! It's, right. a, it's a duty of color, right? Cut right. a fart. It's a fart. He ate vanilla ice cream. That's racist. It's white. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Anything Trump does is racist, according to them. So, but we don't need to even intimate that what he did was, even on the margins of racism, even if some idiot like Brit Hume from Fox News, as he did the other day, called them xenophobic and, and ill-conceived. Right. Or Mitt Romney, like I give a crap what Mr. Mayonnaise has to say. Or or Joni Ernst, hey, why don't you go back to Iowa, dummy? You know, there's some pins that need their balls cut off, you know, right. you're famous for. The, the point is, there was nothing racist about it. And in fact, in that tweet session he said and come back 
right? right? Exactly. There was nothing permanent about a, uh, a a long journey into one way ticket land that they were even told to take. Well, okay, so but it was wait, perfect wait, wait, wait. because it stimulated them to attack him for again something totally reasonable. All right, so let's let's read exactly what the tweets actually say because this is not as if this is a he said uh, they said sort of controversy right it's it's what he actually tweeted the words are there for everyone to read so here's what it says so interesting to see progressive that's an air quotes democrat congresswoman who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe the worst most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world if they even have a functioning government at all now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Then come back and show us how. It is done. These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. All right, so let's, let's take this apart. Uh, there's, they, they, they love that phrase, go back. So therefore, like, th- what they want is to say, you know, love it or leave it, you know, go back to your own countries and stay there sort of thing. Why, why are you here? Nothing of the sort is said. In, or the old racist trope, go back to Africa. Yeah. That's or, the one that. Exactly right. Before. So, so first of all, he's talking about various different countries, and he's not isolating uh, Africa by any stretch. He's also... Uh, obviously only talking about two of the four because only two of the four are actually from other countries. Uh, in Talib's case, apparently she's from the Palestinian territories. And, um, Omar other, from Somalia. Omar from Somalia, yeah. So, and, they, and they don't disagree with him that they're you know, positively corrupt and, and horrible countries as they are. So, uh, and, and he's simply saying, look, you came here and you, you, you enjoy the benefits of America, and in fact, so much so, and there's so little racism, that you actually became congresswoman at a very young age. You don't have to struggle whatsoever to get here. You're both a woman and you're a minority, and you, you are now congresswoman. Good for you, but, you know, and all you can do is complain about America. What's the, what's the, what's the beef here? So that's one thing. Nowhere, by the way, is there any racism here whatsoever. Nowhere. Uh, if this were a Frenchman who, who was complaining about America, and there's plenty of those guys, by the way, who was white and a man, let's say, uh, and Christian, no less, and he came and he complained about America, we'd say, well, go back to France and check it out and, t- and tell us how much better, it, we, you know, how you can fix this and then come back to us. You wouldn't be able to say that that's, that's racist because a Frenchman would be more or less the same color as one John, Donald J. Trump. But in this case... Because these women, uh, three of them, are of color, uh, they get to jump on this. And they, they get to interpret the way, the way they want to. There is zero racism involved in this whatsoever. And you can't say, oh, that's what his intent was, or anything else like that. Uh, I had this uh, very interesting discussion on Facebook exactly on this issue. And I said, just t- show me where the racism is. Sh- show me. What, what's, what's wrong with what he said? Yeah, well, the, apparently the go back are the two words that yeah. are xenophobic, racist, uh, Go back Islamophobic. and come back. Right, but the comeback, yeah. uh, it's like saying two plus two equals four minus two is two, right? right. So he then minuses two and we're back with two right. on the math equation it's, of it's logic too here. It's too so easy. the comeback uh, means that he's not ki- offering to kick you out of the country back to be among the population of woke walk, people of color, women of color, Right, exactly. I, the, the, 
thing I find fascinating also is, I mean, there's so many fascinating aspects of this. It's, it's about the Trump derangement syndrome. They'll see racism wherever they want to see it. They'll see it in his hair. They'll see it in his belt. They'll see it in his shoes. They'll, they'll, the way he uh, gestures, for that matter, his work choices, everything is racist, right? There's a great song, by the way, by this guy. Uh, uh, and it's, 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 it's one of these faux rappers. And it's very funny. And the title is, you know, uh, sung to the tune of Everything is, is Awesome. Uh, in the Lego movie, so it's called Everything is Racist, and it's hysterical. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Now, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So how does this devolve? It, it continues on, and because they can't really deal with the response that Trump says, listen, I said, come on back. Fix it for us. If you're so great at this, make it happen. If you understand, because this country is far superior to wherever you you may have come from, and for that matter, I think frankly the best country in the whole friggin' world. Yeah, implement the new the new Green Deal in Somalia. Right. Let's see what happens. Right. And when it works, show us. <laughs> yeah, it's a little laboratory. Yeah. Okay. And if, oh, it works in the laboratory. In your clinical trials, it worked. So right. now let's let's bring it to the yeah. to the now, general this population. This is a scene from The Simpsons or South Park. Yeah. I'm picturing. This woman, this liberated woke woman, Ilan Omar, going and talking to Warlord, whatever his name is, sitting in Mogadishu and saying, Dear Warlord, we have this plan. Tell me more, Miss Ilan. <laughs> well, it's called the Green Dupe Deal. We're going to build a railroad from here to Saudi Arabia across the Red Sea. A railroad across the sea, very interesting. Tell me more. As if, yeah. This is obviously going to feed the people and right. <laughs> be stable. <laughs> right, look, his, his main message is this, and he could have said it in many different ways, but I, I think the way he said it was not offensive whatsoever. It was That's, perfect. It's, the, he could have also said, listen, these ladies are complaining about everything in America. Listen, if you have such great ideas, then implement them in your own communities and in, in your own districts and such, yeah. and, uh, and, and then tell us why it's so great. And P.S., tell me why it's worse in America than every other country in the world. Yeah. Just, just tell me why. And they won't be able to do it. I challenge you. So these, these people are complainers. All they do is complain. I can see Trump you know, saying it that yeah. way. They love it's to complain. Every, always loving to complain. Okay, uh, but they're not productive, and the, the Republicans are the ones who are actually advancing ideas that are really good by limiting government, deregulating, and so forth. That that's that would be really wonderful. But of course, and and he has tweeted things like that in the past. But uh, this message is being heard, I think, not just by Republicans, but by moderates out there who are, you know, saying, "Look, you know what? Things are going pretty well here, and our relationships with our allies are strong." Uh, we're defeating our enemies. We are improving our economy. What's not to like? So, now what's interesting about this is that Trump, not Trump, uh, Pelosi, she goes on the stump and in Congress says, you know, we want to pass a resolution to deal with Trump's racist tweets, as if it's a fact, right? That that this is racist, and so uh, to, to it's an established fact, a fait accompli, that it was racist. And now let's go con condemn him. Yeah, water is wet, the sun is bright, tweets Trump, are racist. <laughs> those tweets are racist, exactly. Uh, and, and, of course, it doesn't fly. Um, she, and and there's, there's already big infighting between Pelosi on the one hand and the so-called squad on the other. And people are saying, well, Trump gave a gift, you know, kind of like, well, we have a mutual enemy now. His name is Donald J. Trump. Let's, let's work together. As crazy as you four ladies are, uh, and as much as I disagree with you, we are united in in hate against Donald J. Trump. That's that's the the mantra here, and that somehow that we're giving them a, a, a freebie. Uh, 
But it's not true because that that friction still exists between Pelosi on the one hand and the four on the other. And it's very fun to watch. They are imploding on themselves. What's also interesting is that I think it's Omar. Yeah, Omar advances now a new resolution, a pro-BDS, that means boycott, divest, and sanctions uh, against Israel on the grounds that Israel is similar to a Nazi-slash-apartheid state, and this is the best way to destroy Israel and to destroy its evils, right? So, I mean, like, if, if Omar were smart, she is not, but if she were, she would have waited, like, I would say, a good two months to let this so-called racism scandal uh, kind of uh, play its own cycle. But instead, she, she redirects everything now to how crazy she really is. To her own racism. Yeah, to her own racism. Yeah, exactly and she right. was also asked, will you, will you condemn, con- are you a communist? And we, do you uh, condemn Al-Qaeda? And she says, I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. No, no, no. Elon, that's what you say no to. Right. You go no and no. Next question. Yeah. Great. You don't say, I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. What do you think I am? Some foreigner who's a communist and a, and a Muslim hater of Jews? <laughs> the, the other thing that's just so brilliant about all this is um, it was a perfect tweet for this reason, too. Because he says, why don't you implement your policies, then come back and tell us how they are. For, the, for all four of them, where they're coming from liberal, Democrat-dominated districts, the policies have been implemented. And the results are not good. In AOC's district, Amazon said, uh, no, we're not going to come here. Taking 35,000 right. high-paying jobs with them from her district. Okay, the homelessness is out of control. The violence in in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and the Somali community is out of control. The the poverty and the dislocation and the and the, just the the complete breakdown of civil society in Detroit, where Talib comes from, is out of control. Meaning, the brilliance of sort of the pre-planned, pre-existing condition of the tweet as a supposition, was already in place. It was an answer that already existed. We know what your policies have done. Everyone can see it. Here, I dare you to, to amplify on them. Right? Look, look it's, it's, it is fascinating. because It they, was a perfect chess fork. It gives you no course, right way out. O- Omar also said the, the thing that she said about Jews have du- dual loyalty, right? I mean, <laughs> right. like, as if that's not a, a, a loaded charge. And there was no nuancing that whatsoever. And Israel deceived the world. <laughs> right, yeah. Or it's, it's all about, you know, I, I, the only thing that was missing with was a Rothschild uh, accusation, right? Right. It reminds so, me of, um, this is important, of the movie Borat, where he's comparing Jews to cockroaches. Do you right. remember that? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, it was. <laughs> They're shape-shifting little deceiving cockroaches. <laughs> and all these people are nodding, nodding along to it. Anyway, look, uh, it's, it, when, when they pursued a condemnation of her, of Omar, uh, you know, they quickly turned it all around and so, such that it was supposed to be a well, general proposition against anti-Semitism. And then they didn't even like that. So <laughs> and then it was just a general, general uh, condemnation of all things hate. And then, of course, it turned out to be, you know, let's not let's condemn anti-Muslim uh, activity, which is exactly the opposite. I mean, it was like, it's as if as if they were saying we're supporting what Omar said. They might as well have said that. Yeah. But but now they, they've got to condemn um, 
uh, Trump for, for these alleged uh, racist tweets. And, of course, there's nothing, nothing racist about them whatsoever. Look, we're, we're dealing with a not just a Trump derangement syndrome. It's, it's as if what's the, what's the best analogy I can give? Um, you know, we've talked about zombies before. They're all acting in this way. They, they see everything in the light of racism and whatever they want. And I said this on my Facebook feed as well. Look, I understand you guys want to see this as racist, but I, I invite you to see this as something other than racist and try to see it as a different way. And they can't, they just can't, they can't get around it. But they're so obnoxious, these people, with their Antifa and their violence and their slurs and their swearing it's, uh, and their obsession. You know what it's like? Every once in a while, you deal with somebody. Uh, well, it's like, it's like the person who has terrible body odor and bad breath or whatever. But, you, you know. Me again. Yeah, I just want to, you know, I'm going to say it. Finally. Finally, we'll get. We'll get I got to air this out in the open. Finally. Okay? Air. Yeah, so, as it were. Yeah, no, but, but it's like the, the person who has body odor all the time. And you just, you can't, you don't say anything to him because, you know, that's just not polite society. <laughs> Uh, you know, unless they're really, really close. You're a good buddy and like, hey, dude, you know, I, I hate to bring this up, but, you know, you, you need to shower, okay? Or, right. or use the other or whatever. So, <laughs> but then Trump but, comes along but that's, and Trump comes along. And, and no, 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 that's not where I'm going. Okay. I'm simply saying these people are like, they, they don't realize they are foul-mouthed and they have, it's like bad breath, body odor, you name it. And, and the flies unzip too, oh. right? And... And they're just, we're all just politely saying, oh, hi, how you doing? Okay, great. You want, we want to move away from these people. But, but they think that they're actually passionate about this subject, right? And, it, you know, at, at the end of the day, when, when the vote comes, we'll say, I don't, I don't feel like... In the same way, you wouldn't invite that person to a dinner party again because, right. after all, Bobby has a terrible body odor. You know, we'd, you know, and every time he comes, he's, he's got a lot of body odor. So we're not inviting him this time, Okay. And you just don't invite him. You don't tell him. You've never articulated anything. And that's what the American people will do at the ballot box. They see these people as having horrible body odor. And on the contrary, and where the analogy breaks down is these people with the body odor, they think that they smell beautiful. That's the thing. And that they're resonating and that they're influencing. They don't realize how the rest of America is so disgusted with them. You think we like this anti-fa stuff? You think we're... We're, we're we're with you. Yeah, that on this racism thing because you, because yeah. you, you think we're with you because of these <laughs> right. ra racist tweets. Yeah, you, because you said so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, we're not, my friend. Okay, but but you know we're letting you go on with your crazy stuff. We're not going to fight you very hard. But we're just we'll just wait till 2020. Thank you very much. Okay, and let's see where you where you implode at that point because Trump is going to win. Anyway, you were going to say something about. Uh, oh, I was going to say, and uh, we forgot even to mention the mass shooting. Up in in Washington, by the guy who did it, because Cortez told him that ICE was running detention uh, concentration camps. Right. And how long has it been since the media has just ignored a mass shooting with an AR-15? They just ignored it. Yeah. And then when asked, Omar and AOC, don't say anything. Uh, I'm sorry, Cortez. Cortez and Omar, don't right. say anything. And then there's a video of them. I don't know if you saw this. This is great. They're walking silently while they're being asked, what about that mass shooting? What about that mass shooting? What about Antifa? What about the mass shooting? What about, you know, Al-Qaeda and Israel? Then Omar gets into a, a, a car with Cortez and bursts out laughing. Wow. Like oh this was this is just some joke to them and but you're so right and, and about the stench but one step further is 
And Trump is the guy who's coming up saying, they smell. Yeah. Hey, why I have an idea. Why don't you guys take a shower? Try out some soap and some hot water. Uh, go to Trump Hotel. I'll put you up there. We have soap, beautiful soap, beautiful hot water, right. beautiful showers. Take a shower, then come back and let's smell you. That's racist! <laughs> right? So, and then the so media's funny. like, how dare he tells stinky foreigners that they stink? Right? <laughs> right? Exactly right. Well, they do stink! <laughs> <laughs> well, metaphorically speaking, we're talking about no, right? No, so, no, they, they, their policies stink. Right? That's, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. metaphorically. No, it's it's uh, and it's, and these policies are evil. And anytime they try to advance socialism, it's evil, and it's also stupid at the very best. So we're we're living in a time where we have to deal with people that have no idea how America works, uh, who complain about America incessantly, uh, fail to recognize that America is truly the greatest country that uh, ever walked the planet, so to speak. Uh, again, metaphorically, and uh, they 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 just they just keep on moving. And I think that the, the squads, the so-called squad, is laughing all the time because they're, they're causing us to implode from within. And they want the entire country of America to see America in the most negative light possible and without seeing any of, it, of its greatness. And God forbid that they prevail in any shape or form. They won't at the end of the day. I think we are a center-right country and still will be a center-right country for many decades to come. But... Uh, this is a, a God-blessed country. That's what it is. And we are doing great things because we have a sense of God in our country. These four women, they will come and go. Uh, this will be a, a, a laughing moment for all of us about how some very evil people, in this case four women, uh, really tried to undermine America and laugh their way in doing so. We will not be fooled. Uh, at the end of the day, America will win. Trump will win in 2020, and therefore, America will win in 2020. I'm Brock Larry. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. 